Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm so glad you chose to join us. So imagine this. Buddha and Einstein walk into a bar. No, wait, wait. I'm not telling a, a joke here. Actually, it's the... The topic of the show tonight, Buddha and Einstein Walk Into a Bar. It's the name of a book, and our guest tonight is Teresa Mischler. We're going to bring Teresa on in just a minute. I think tonight's conversation is going to be very curious, and uh, uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. But I, I just wanted to take the notion of of contemplating this this idea of uh, who we are in the sense of our physical bodies. We all have these physical bodies, unless you're... Um, um, th- these bodies are the vehicle of of our experience in, in a lot of ways, um, whether we can um, fully feel our environment or if we're numb or if our senses are dulled. If we're healthy and strong, if we're um, sick and weak, uh, our our mental capacity or our mental incapacity can be really decisive to what we're able to be aware of, if you will. And and what I like about shows like this tonight is to stop and look at the the vehicle that we're experiencing this life path um with it's always it's always to your advantage to invest in yourself to to have the discipline to improve the vehicle of who you are whether that's like exercise for vitality of your body to hone the uh, cognitive ability of your brain, or maybe to quiet down the ego, slow it down, and and be still. Um, when we look at the vehicle, our bodies as a vehicle, it always serves us to be more mindful with what we do with that, and that's what I like about the show tonight. Again, the topic is. Buddha and Einstein walk into a bar, and our guest tonight is Teresa Mischler. Now, the book is written by Teresa's late husband, Guy Joseph L., and it presents a revolutionary idea that sensing how long we can live is a latent capacity within us, currently unknown. Just like the introduction of fire, the invention of flying, and the discovery of radio waves were there before we discovered them. To understand how the knowledge of transcendence, consciousness, and self-healing are integral to our well-being. Teresa holds a doctorate in counseling psychology from Young Scientist University in recognition of her findings and contributions made so far to 
the field of human lifespan. Join me in welcoming Teresa to the show. Teresa, I'm so delighted to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, the Buddha and Einstein walk into a bar. I mean, the, just the title of the book is, um, it, it brings up a lot of curiosity in me. Um, can, can you tell us how this book came about? Yes. Um, I actually want to start by just asking the audience, um, what would it mean for you if you knew how long you could live? Um, if you woke up tomorrow and you knew how many years you have on this earth, how would you change? And this is what the book talks about. And it came about um, well before my late husband even wrote it. About 10 years prior, he was on a run in uh, New York, New York City, where he used to live. And he had this, say, epiphany on his run that he felt strongly that he could live until he was 102 years old. And at first, he thought it was ridiculous. He ignored it, um, thought it was foolish, but then it just kept coming back. So for the next several years, he delved into it. He did research, and he he um, came up with a wellness system that that is designed to help people sense how long they can live and then give them a framework to make that potential a reality. So instead of just um, ignoring um, this this a message that he was he felt he was being given, he did something with it and turned it into his life's mission and eventually this book. And that's how it came about. Um, the premise is that we have a latent capacity in us, as you said, to sense how long we can live. And it goes through different sections to understand that we have this potential and how it improves our lives. Um, it starts with personal background, then goes into scientific and spiritual foundations that explain this ability. And then it turns the tables and shows how we can realize our potential lifespan through body consciousness techniques and self-management skills. And then finally, it dives into practical applications such as mental imagery tools and changing bad habits to good ones. That way it has enough practical applications to show the reader that this isn't just a theory or just a scientific um, idea, but this can really be put into reality. And the underlying message of the book is that only when we apply a new knowledge to our everyday life can we truly improve it. Well, you had mentioned the term body consciousness technique. So... I mean, when when you're when you're um, discovering the the age that you're to live to, is that I mean, the body consciousness techniques suggest that the body itself has a consciousness, 
and you're you're having a dialogue with it? I mean, is that the context of this? That is a great question. Um, the body and mind are connected, which is one of the theories that the guy talks about in the book. And what body consciousness techniques um, do is they help our mind by us tapping into our body. In other words, uh, body consciousness techniques include uh, four techniques of meditation, pressure points, touch triggers, and ring muscles. Ring muscles being um, the exercise is a form of, it's very similar to restorative yoga. So by doing these techniques, they're, they're based a lot on Eastern medicine, and that meditation and pressure points especially have become more popular in the West. Um, you're tapping into your body, relaxing it, and really helping your mind relax as well. Well, now, and then in um, turn, go ahead, sorry. Well, so you're talking about meditation, pressure points, uh, touch triggers, and, and ring muscles. Now, these uh, form a framework that um, of, of practices or modalities that you would use to um, – uh, enhance your life through this life path? Is that it? Yes. And for the um, the purpose of the book, not only, not only does Guy emphasize that body consciousness techniques helps us relax and enhances our lives, but they also, by practicing them and relaxing, especially with the meditation, it helps the reader sense how long they can live. And at the very end of the book, he takes the reader through an exercise to to ultimately discover your um, optimal duration of existence or your potential time on this earth. So you you talk about that as a potential time. So it 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 exists as a potential. But now um, your late husband Guy Joseph L um, has since passed. Um, how um, how did this work out? I mean, it's it's kind of a um, an elephant in the room kind of thing where. Uh, um, how did his uh, transition come about? I'm really glad you brought that up because he he believed when he was alive that he would live until he was 102. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. Um, 2018, he was diagnosed with a very rare form of lymphoma and um, no one not even the doctors could find out the cause they believed it was genetic so it was one of those random events that happened very fast 
and um, and I see it as similar to being hit by a bus or or falling. Um, it, unfortunately, he just um, passed before his time, and and so it makes one wonder. Well, um, he said that he would live until he was 102. Well, he obviously did not. But in this case, um, in the book, he talks about how this is a potential given that random events don't happen. In other words, any anything can happen. We can be hit by a bus, like I said, or or just have a random accident, and we don't reach our potential. And unfortunately, that's what happened with him. But while he was alive on this earth, he definitely lived his his best life, and his and he lived up to his potential, and accomplished more in his short life than a lot of people do in a hundred years. And also, to explain the potential. Um, it's, it can still be applied to the reader, but that's given that bad things don't happen, which sometimes they do. Sure. Well, I mean, that wasn't that long ago. Uh, I'm sorry for your loss. I, that it had to have been a difficult time. But it it looks like yes. um, you've taken up the um, the intention of his work and and here you are on a radio show um sharing with us the 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 intent of what he was trying to convey with this book and like like I said in the intro it's I think it's always a very powerful thing to um when we consider ourselves um we kind of step out of our heads because when you say, who am I, typically your ego raises its hand and says, well, it's me, it's me. <laughs> but, but you have legs and yeah. lungs and kidneys and spleens and, you know, dry humor. And and uh, that also makes up this this vessel, this vehicle, if you will, of who we are. So um, I really like uh, the context of, of what the book's about. So if if we're if we're going to look at this life path of ours in a general sense, I mean, how can we how can we live our our longest and healthiest life? That is that is the big question. <laughs> um the best way to live our longest and healthiest life, or what Guy would say in the book, is to make life-affirming choices. To look at different scenarios and choices and ask which is the best choice that will be life-affirming for me, which will result in positive outcomes. And he he touches on that with the wellness system with um, self-management skills because he breaks it down to four, um, four self-management skills. 
that are really essential to living your best life, which are breathing, because breath is at the center of everything. Everything begins with breath. Um, Good nutrition, because what we eat becomes our body. Uh, Sufficient rest, um, because studies have shown that a lack of rest um, over time equals a shorter life. And active lifestyle, of being active and always moving and keeping our body and mind fit because when we're active with our body, then that helps our mind. And that's a good place to start. <laughs> sure, I like that. Well, I mean, you uh, you talked about making affirmative choices. And, you know, I think sometimes, um, especially if we don't really know um, – what choice we want to make if there's a choice before us, you know, left or right or whatever. And we don't, um, if we're not affirmative in our choice, it's like, well, okay, I'm going to choose to go left. And then we can turn around and second guess, well, maybe I shouldn't have gone left. Maybe I should have gone right. And and we uh, we can get caught up in this monologue of second guessing every flipping step that we take. I like the idea yeah. of of the affirmation because I mean it just um, it just reeks of of confidence and intention and uh, I think those those kind of attributes um, um, create a momentum of sorts, if you will. And so I could yes. I could really I could really see how that is a, a powerful um, approach. Yes, absolutely. And I have personally been able to apply this to my life, especially these last 11 months, um, because after losing my husband, I went through a very difficult time, and I started to ask myself, what are life-affirming choices that will help me move forward? And that has helped me move forward in my life. So it can be very powerful. Sometimes even if you you have two choices and they both seem iffy, if you will, I mean, where you're not sure of either one, um, to to make the best choice that you can in the moment and then and then decide that that was the right choice regardless of um what would have happened had the had you chosen the other other choice in other words not looking back breaking off the rearview mirror and pitching it out the window and 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 move stepping forward into your life with choices that you accept the moment you make them and and it, uh, again it 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 just feels good as far as that that sense of momentum. Well, in you've been talking yes. about breath, nutrition, rest, and the active lifestyle. Um, can you give us some examples of how we can use our breath to improve yes. our life? Yes, absolutely. And if you have a little bit of time, I can take the um, the listener 
through an exercise of mindful breathing. Indeed. Let's do it. Okay. First of all, this is an exercise that you can do anytime and anywhere. And it doesn't bring attention to yourself while you're out in public. You can do it standing, sitting, walking, or lying on the floor. That means even driving or if you're sitting on the bus or standing in line at the store. Um, So you get comfortable. uh, You concentrate on your breath. And you make sure that it's steady, even, and free. You'll, and I'll go through this quickly, but um, the idea is to follow the different counts. Um, So you'll start with, you'll inhale on the count of five, and you'll exhale without count. You'll inhale again on the count of five, and you'll exhale without count. Repeat this sequence three times. Now you inhale without count, and you exhale on the count of five. And you repeat this sequence three times. Next, you'll inhale on the count of ten. And at this point, it helps you use your fingers as visual reminders so you don't exert yourself mentally while you focus on your breath. And then you'll exhale without count. And you repeat this sequence three times. Then you inhale without count and you exhale on the count of 10. And you repeat this sequence three times. You can increase it to 12 or 15. Um, If 15 proves too difficult, don't worry about it. You'll gradually build up to it. So you inhale on the count of 15 or 12. And then you exhale without count. Repeat this sequence three times. And then finally, you inhale without count. And you exhale on the count of 15 or 12. And you repeat this sequence three times. Um, anytime that you're in a stressful situation or you just want to relax or it's the end of the day, you can use this exercise. It's The best place is at home, sitting down or lying on the floor. But since we all live busy lives, you can also do it throughout the day. Well, I like that. What I mean, as you're describing the process, I... I felt myself slowing down. I mean, uh, uh, the effect of it is slowing down your breathing, right? Yes, yes. And and then what I noticed as well was the, um, by putting my attention on my breathing, I was also putting my attention on my body. I mean, as it yes. takes breath. And so um, I felt a sense of... of uh, slowing down and and the uh, the onset of a sense of peace. Not that I didn't feel peaceful before, but it 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 it's a very uh, soothing effect. It seems like that's good to hear. Um, when I do this exercise, even when I feel relaxed after I do it, I feel even more relaxed and more peaceful. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. And I imagine it'd be great for stress. I mean, so many people are so um, 
wrapped up in their day that stress is um, uh, a very common um, difficulty, if you will, of, of living living life. Now, um, if we take these principles and look at um, ourselves as um, this vehicle of, of who we are, I mean, how can we achieve like uh, like a peak performance or like um, optimal um, operation, if you will? And the best the best way to do that um, is a lot of it has to do with not only making life affirming choices, like I mentioned, but also. Um, how we feel um, on the inside and how we we find you know our meaning in life um, is it is it based on outward um, circumstances or or people or is it is it within us um Guy says in the book, as well as um, he used to you know, teach and say all the time in his life, is the strength is inside of you. Once we tap into our strength, our inner potential and strength, then we ca- we can go through life just with an inner confidence and strength as opposed to trying to find the happiness or fulfillment from the outside or based on on everyday circumstances which can cause us to just be all over the place and and never find any satisfaction so it it's really all about inner strength and and how do we and that's easier said than done so how do we find that we find that through practicing body consciousness techniques, self-management skills, as well as practical applications such as mental imagery tools, which is an entire other chapter that that he goes through, and there's 13 to choose from. So it's really, it, it all starts, you know, inside of us. Well, the, um, so often people are, are busy their uh, if their physical body isn't busy their mind is busy staring at their phone or or scrolling through social media or or both their body is and their mind is busy and you know mm-hmm. i like the notion of um the human heart because Boy, howdy, that heart beats every flipping day, every flipping moment of our entire life. And um, it is, it's been said that the reason it can do that is that it, can, it comes to a complete sense of rest in between the beats, of, uh, assuming the, the person isn't stressed out. But... But the notion of the importance of coming all the way to a stop, if you will, or to become still. And yes. what you've been describing with these practices 
is is that same kind of sense for ourselves to to kind of just um, put the outside world on pause and and get centered back into our body and to um, slow down and and become quiet through like the breathing technique you talked about. Um, I can very much see how these uh, simple practices would be a, a very powerful tool to uh, bring a sense of balance into people who are living a hectic life. Yes, absolutely. And I'm glad you brought up the heart because a guy mentions in the book the difference between the heartbeat of a whale versus the heartbeat of a shrew and how they are complete opposite. That a whale has a very slow and steady heartbeat and the average lifespan of a whale is 80 years whereas the heartbeat of a shrew is very quick um, and their lifespan is about two years. So that tells us a lot about how important it is to slow down and allow ourselves to slow down during the day if we can or you know, at least at the end of the day and because it slows our heart rate down and that way we are able to live a longer life. And have a, a more sense of balance with that. So in the yes, book, it exactly. talks about it talks about the infinite potential of existence. I mean, what does that mean that there is an infinite potential of existence within us? That means that, as far as we know, human beings are the most advanced life form in the universe and we're more advanced than any other creature so we have more potential than we realize Um, just look at the human brain i mean it's the most complex computational machine currently known to exist in the universe and the human mind itself it's um according to guy he meant he actually has a quote in the book where he says, the human mind is the primary known conveyor of consciousness in the cosmos. Um, and, and what he means is we are the most advanced out there and we have more potential than we realize. And, I mean, it's it's unlimited. And this... It's just a matter of tapping into that potential. Yeah, I like that. And and I think a lot of the, um, the power of that potential comes from perhaps our imagination in the sense that we can daydream or imagine, if you will, in a pretty much etherical space within our mind and then and then turn around and bring it into form i mean it it's pretty obvious the last 50 to 100 years the the, the amount of new discoveries 
from our yes. uh, human dynamic has just been over the top, and we're not slowing down at all. And the 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 creative no, not at all. The, the creativity of our human demeanor is is self evident in that all, all um, the, the many arenas of of new ideas and and I mean we have these things in our pocket called cell phones and we can whip out a cell phone and ask it any question we want and have the answer in minutes. We can plot down some place on planet Earth, and we'll get instant directions to it. It was inconceivable. Exactly. Here's a you know, and right. And <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And um, guy talks about that that the the technology in your phone is what was in the the. Um, space shuttle in um, in 1969 um, that t- that took the astronauts to space. So um, that same technology is now in our pocket. I mean, we're right. constantly evolving, and we always want a faster, better signal and a faster, better um, computer and. And, and uh, technology is delivering that. Well, th- so that kind of brings the the notion of our brain, um, this the, as a vehicle of our imagination, of our ability to create uh, to mind. In the book, it talks about neuroplasticity. Um, yes. How does that how does that come into play to improve our daily lives? Neuroplasticity improves our life because what it says is that um, we have the ability to constantly adapt to changing circumstances throughout our life. Um, Neuro, it refers to neuron, which is the cells in our brains and nervous systems, and plasticity refers to plastic. So if you break it down saying plastic nerves. In other words, they're flexible and they're changeable. Um, so neuroplasticity, it enables us to acquire different skills, memorize new information, and adapt um, ourselves through experience. So what, what it says is that you know, regardless of our age or how, how we think that we may be set on certain ways of being, we can always adapt and change um, change our experience and change our approach to things. Well, and if, uh, if, if our brain is indeed pliable, we would have to apply to have our, brain, uh, our brains be pliable. In other words, if I get stuck in repetitive thinking where I think pretty much the same thoughts today as I thought yesterday. I'm not really taking any advantage to the plasticity of my brain. How do I how do I take advantage of this neuroplasticity um if if my day in and day out habits are static? I mean it, it would almost suggest I would need to mentally 
push on the boundaries to create new dynamics, new paradigms, new arenas to take advantage of neuroplasticity? The best way to to get started is to have the knowledge that we can do that. In other words, a lot of people don't know that that they can even change their way of being. And that's why that's why this saying is so popular, you know, I'm I'm set in my ways or I'm too old to change, which isn't true. Um because when we realize that our brain is not set on certain ways, we can go about and and change our approach to things if we want to. But we but we have to have the desire to. Um, but this can can be revolutionary for people when you realize that you can change how you view your diet, your health, relationships, how you think about yourself and your place in the world. So if you want, you can change your life tomorrow. Um, and tomorrow is not yesterday. Your entire future is ahead of you. Um, and once we realize that, then we do have the ability to change our life or change our course, the course of our life. Well, I could see that come into play with um, our family dynamics. I mean, um, we've so often people will go through a very challenging childhood, but perhaps there's addiction or alcoholism or even uh, domestic violence or or some challenge within the family and and you know the curious thing about our family dynamics is that's where our egos are born when we were born we didn't have no flipping ego and then it's our parental units that taught us how to talk and think and believe and how to um how to uh look at the world, our attitudes. And and so when you talk about neuroplasticity, um, none of that is set in stone, so to speak. So if if I'm listening to the show and I'm thinking, well, well, hell, what the hell would I use neuroplasticity for? You can look at, at the dynamics of your past and 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 pretty much reprogram yourself, it sounds like, um, to create a new paradigm for yourself. Yes, absolutely. It can be applied to um, genetics. Um, We don't have to um, repeat the past mistakes of our family, uh, and we, we don't have to even follow the the genes of our family because oftentimes um, a disease that's passed down from one family member to another is based on habits. And so we can change our habits. Um, But not only that, um, we can change our approach to life and we don't have to approach life the way that we were brought up to. And that. I mean, one example that I can think of that that helps is if somebody goes through an unhealthy upbringing or especially if it involves 
drugs or alcoholism, then they can they can change their life and step away from that and not repeat past mistakes, but they make choices that balance their mind, body, and spirit and are life-affirming for them. So, I mean, is, um, are you tired? It sounds like epigenetics um, where we're, pro- we're reprogramming the um, hereditary imprinting of our family. Is, is that what you're talking about? Yes. Um, in a way, neuroplasticity and epigenetics are, are similar, but, but then we get into epigenetics, and that talks more about the DNA um, and what epigenetics says is that DNA is not um, fixed. It's not the determining element in a person's quality or quantity of life, but it's something that can be tinkered with and bent to our will. Um, what that means is that our thoughts affect our genes and not the other way around. We the quality of our thoughts are very powerful. We can change our DNA and, you know, our body's responses to things by the way that we we think. So the, bo- the bottom line is that epigenetics is saying that the mind controls the body and that everything's right. connected. So in the title... Uh the Buddha and Einstein. So Buddha would would be referencing Eastern uh, philosophy, and Einstein would be referencing the the physics of life, if you will. And it's like bringing mind and body together. Is is was that the intention of the title? Yes, absolutely. And the other reason that Guy chose that title is there were four um, figures in his life that guided him through his life. And he talks about this in the first chapter of Formative Years and and then um, second chapter of Inception of the Insight. He, um, when he got a little older, he um, had, like I said, there five figures and it's I'm sorry, there are six figures and the and they were called Badlim. And they guided him through his entire life and and all of them all of the letters stood for a person. B was for Buddha and then A was for Alexander the Great. D was for Darwin. L was for Lincoln. E was for Einstein, and M was for Mandela. And as he went through his life, they, their knowledge um, guided him through a lot of choices he made. And that was an inspiration for the title. Right, I like that. Well, so so who's the who's the book written for? I mean, what's the target audience for the book? 
This book is written for anyone, I'd say 18 to 75, who is looking to improve their life and take more control of their life and and really looking for for answers if they feel if they feel lost or they feel like they need a, a direction a change in their direction then this is a good place to start not only um, will it help them know how long they can live, but more than that, it it inspires them to make life-affirming choices and and realize that they are in control of their life by the choices they make every day. And it gives them exercises such as mental imagery tools um, and the self-management skills as well as the body consciousness techniques um, that can help them um, take control of their life and and find you know, strength inside of them. I like that. When you know, when you talk about uh, imaging tools to uh, to image or imagine, if you will. Um, the possibilities of your life. Uh, oftentimes, um, once uh, people get into a routine, that they'll start a job, they'll maybe they're, they're fresh in a new industry, and it takes them uh, several months or even years to kind of find find their way and how they fit into an industry. Uh, and the point I'm getting at here is when we spend a considerable amount of time trying to accomplish a, a single thing, we kind of collapse the 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 flexible dynamic part of ourselves, the imagination part of ourselves. We it's like put your shoulder to the wheel and and push through this or maybe a, a life challenge that w- that we go through where it kind of consumes us. And uh, I know for myself in my life, there were times when the challenges in my life would consume me quite a bit. And it it takes a while to, um, t- uh, to stand back up, if you will, or shake it off, if you will. And, and the... What, what I'm getting at is the idea of uh, the uh, the imagery of of looking at the potentials of your life and actively actively participating in the process of imagining what potentials you have in your life is is such a a 180 of what most people do when they're when they're living a repetitive life. Uh, they have their daily routine and they go to work and they enjoy the weekend and then here comes Monday again. And if you don't take time to look at the possibilities of your future, then the chances of you breaking out of whatever um, repetitive patterns you're in kind of collapses. So 
I can certainly see how the material in this book is a is a comprehensive approach to really giving yourself a chance to blossom. A really uh, could could you talk about optimizing the vehicle itself through breathing, nutrition, rest, and and active lifestyle? And you're talking about imagining the future. Um, this seems like to be uh, this book as a really a comprehensive approach to um, optimizing uh, how you're living your life. Yes, that that is exactly it. And if if somebody is is happy with their career and their job, it is not saying to just drastically change their life, but perhaps. Um, what may stimulate their mind and stimulate their body and help them, you know, reach their optimal duration of existence or just live a better life is to find some hobbies um, on their time off that um, will stimulate their mind, such as learning a new language or going to a dance class or or doing something that is more stimulating than sitting at home and watching television or even um, not doing anything or making any drastic changes, maybe just starting an exercise program. And it's all about wherever we're at to, to better our lives so that, you know, we live the best life while we're on this earth, but we also are able to reach you know our potential duration of existence, but also you know, tap into our potential. Right, I like that. So, so Teresa, you're you're taking up the um, the cause, if you will, and and now you're on a radio show promoting the book. Um, how do you see your life progressing? Um, I'm gonna just go out on a limb and say, are you going to write a book? I am, in fact, writing a book right now. <laughs> oh, really? I am. And it's a work in progress, but um, and it does not have a title yet, but it is an autobiography um, based on the life with Guy Joseph L., my late husband, from the time we met all the way to the time we he passed. Well, it sounds like a uh, neuroplasticity is going to kick in there because it, writing a book, it's kind of like the book writes you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You can you can think you're going to write a book and then you sit down and, and the book harangues you and wrestles you to the ground and and pins you down and and before you know it the the book has pushed you into realms you weren't aware of before you started writing the book so uh kudos to you to, for taking on that project well now thank you um tell us how we can get the book and um i, I know you have a website and um tell us about 
all the services you have to offer if if you interact with clients, um, how our audience can get a hold of you, get a hold of the book? Yes. Um, to buy the book, um, you can find it on Amazon. And I believe it's 4.4 stars on Amazon. And um, and also it's at barnesandnoble.com, indiebound.org, walmart.com, and target.com. And so those are the four sites that is being sold right now. And you can also find it at lifespanseminar.com, which is my website and the website of our company, which I've taken over. Um, Lifespan Seminar um, gives workshops on um, self-management skills as well as management for private clients and corporations and organizations. And we go over the wellness system of the body consciousness techniques and self-management skills. And we give exercises on pressure points, uh, meditation, breathing, and ring muscles. And you can find more information at lifespanseminar.com. And I also am a certified yoga instructor, and I give yoga classes through the company on vinyasa, restorative, and yin yoga. Well, nice. So um, for, as far as your company is concerned, who's your ideal client? Uh, clients would be um, organizations or um, employees of uh, corporations who are in sales or other high-pressure jobs and Need um, need to learn stress management techniques um, to relax and be better in their workplace. As far as private clients, um, they can range anywhere from eighteen to sixty-five. I mean, anybody who's looking to um, to relax and deal with their stress and and improve their life. They can also contact me and and um I can give them a fifteen minute consultation um on on the different programs that we offer. Oh I like that. Well you know an hour can go by pretty fast, Teresa. Um do you have any closing thoughts you want to share with us? Yes, um, Guy's mission in his life um, was to help people, but also um, show them that their life is in their hands, that it's not based on, you know, outside um, circumstances, but but I just want the audience to know and what Guy guy would tell you if he was here is that the power um, resides inside of you. So your life 
is in your hands. I like that. Well, Teresa, I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for having me. We've been talking with Teresa Mishler, and the topic tonight has been the Buddha and Einstein walking to a bar, and that's the name of uh, the book. So you can learn more about Teresa and the book at lifespanseminar.com. You know, like I said at the beginning of the of the show, so you have a life purpose. Before you were born, before you were born, your soul looked at the dynamics available for your life. Your soul looked at um, the potentials of what your life could look like and chose, specifically chose, a life purpose for yourself. And maybe you know what that life purpose is, maybe you don't. But regardless of whether you know it or not, you're here having a human experience. You're here going through your life path. And and what I'm getting at here is um, sometimes we don't know what we don't know. It uh, So much of our society has us kind of pushed through a cookie-cutter um, systems of of school and education. And, I mean, just give this a think. If education really worked, wouldn't wouldn't war be obsolete now? If education really worked, wouldn't poverty be eliminated by now? I mean, there's there's clearly something missing in the collective dynamic. There's clearly something we're missing as a whole. And and we've seen in the past where people come along, everyday people and they bring new ideas into the world. And the reason I'm bringing this up is there's so much change happening in in the collective consciousness. And your soul can certainly have had an idea for your life where um, the part of your life purpose that you're part of the change. I mean, we've talked about imagination tonight. We've talked about... um, to imagine the potentials of what your life can be. Sometimes I think our soul flashes us visions of what our life can be, and our, and our egos kind of scoff and, and shake it off and say, no, no, I can't be here to do that. I mean, for myself, I never saw myself an author. Now I've, I've written several books, and I can clearly see that being an author was part of my life path. So... What I'm getting at here is um, take the time to um, look at you as a vehicle. Look at you as a vehicle of of how you're going to experience life. What are you going to do with your potential? What are you going to accomplish in your life? And you don't have to answer anybody but yourself. So you've showed up for yourself. You listen to this episode tonight. That's a, That's an intention of improving your life. Hey, I I love bringing you episodes like this. I'm so glad you shared this time with us. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Thanks for joining us. Until next time.
This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.